Welcome, everyone, to the Gridiron Review podcast. I'm Zach, that's Jack, and we are back for episode six of our off-season in review series. This episode, we will be still in the NFC North with the Chicago Bears. They cleaned house this offseason, finally getting rid of Adam Gase's twin, Matt Nagy, and also bringing in a whole new front office. Matt Eberfluss was a great hire in our eyes, and Ryan Poles was risky, but has fared well so far. How does this team look for the upcoming season, though? Find out now. On the offensive side of the ball, this team has to build around Justin Fields, and it's hard to say that they've done all that much to help him in his second year. To start off their losses, just to name some notable ones, backups, Andy Dalton and Nick Foles, Damian Williams, Tariq Cohen at running back, A-Rob, Jakeem Grant, Marquise Goodwin, Jimmy Graham, James Daniels, and Jason Peters, who's now about 40 years old, I think. They did not retain any of their own offensive players in free agency. They brought in the GOAT, Nathan Peterman, to be the backup quarterback, along with Trevor Simeon. Darienton Evans and Kari Blazingame for the backfield. A bunch of dart throw receivers, Dante Pettis, Byron Pringle, Economia St. Brown, Tajay Sharp, James Oshak Hennessy at tight end, Dakota Dozier, Julian Davenport, and Sean Coleman on the line. As I stated, this is a team that needs to build around their second-year quarterback, and they didn't. And everyone is saying that after last year, Darnell Mooney is their number one receiver and I think that only happened because A-Rob was still the name in that receiver room and was still considered the number one so say what you want about Mooney a lot of his targets came from not having to deal with the number one corner and I think that he is really going to suffer this year without I mean who's the next threat in that room Uh, Pettis, Pringle, St. Brown, Uh, They brought in Vilas Jones, who should start right away. I don't imagine any of these veteran guys beating him out. They had a bunch of dart throw offensive linemen in the draft, as well as taking one of Zach's favorite day three picks, Tristan Ebner, in the sixth round. And I probably have more to say defensively on this team, so I'm going to send it over to Zach to cover his guys. Uh, To Jack's note, they did not retain guys like Allen Robinson, although I doubt he would have even thought for a second to re-sign with Chicago. It's amazing that Matt Nagy was not fired earlier, and I think that's the problem that starts here. You ideally would have liked to start Justin Fields' career with a better coach, and you didn't, and it almost feels like the Jaguar situation, but it's not talked about nearly as much as being a similar situation, though in my eyes it is. It's kind of a wasted rookie year. I mean, there was that one game where they threw Fields out there and he got sacked like nine times, and they just mishandled it horribly. They lost a ton of receivers. It's And they replaced a lot of them with different skill sets, except A-Rob, obviously. Uh, To Jack's point, they used Robinson as a heavy decoy for some reason because Matt Nagy. And Darnell Mooney had a crazy amount of targets. And as much as I like him, I think he's more suited as a deep threat, not a guy that's getting 140 targets or whatever crazy number he ended up with last year. I really like Vilas Jones. He's going to start in the slot and be a kick return extraordinaire. But he's not an alpha by any means. And I think part of the problem is I don't see how you would have convinced an alpha to come here. Much like Detroit, when they hired Dan Campbell, you're going to have to have Eberfluss prove it. When a team has been as bad as they have for as long as they have, free agents aren't just going to want to go there for fun. 
I mean, Chicago is a historical franchise, but you could have probably lured someone like DJ Charkin on that one-year deal, but he went with Detroit. And this may be a better looking free agency for the next season if Eberflus does improve the team, but they lost a lot of pieces. And on the offense, I don't see how it's a good offense. We don't see how it's a good offense. I like Cole Komet. I like Darnell Mooney. I like Vilas Jones. But first of all, I don't have a ton of faith in Justin Fields. I wasn't a big fan of his coming out. And even then, I mean, the offensive line was not great last year. They didn't do much to help it out. And while they have a decent running back room with David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert, and Ebner, who I think is going to replace Terry Cohen in a very similar fashion as a big pass catcher, it's just not an explosive offense. It's not going to be when you have defenses like Green Bay, like what Detroit is building, and the Vikings defense is decent, at least has a good pass rush. The Bears team is going to be in trouble all day long. And Fields is going to be running for his life. He's going to get hit a ton. And his growth is just going to be stunted horribly. That being said, there's not much to go in-depth with the with the offense. The tight end depth is brutal beyond Komet. Jimmy Graham and Jesse James were pretty good, two and three. And now you have James O'Shaughnessy and Ryan Griffin, another journeyman. You could have taken a chance on one of the O.J. Howards of the world or the, the Gerald Everett's or not Evan Ingram for that contract. But I would have rather seen them throwing a dart at one of these young guys that hasn't worked out yet to be the number two. And they did not. And I think you could have lured someone like O.J. Howard and they chose not to. But that's neither here nor there. Their draft, we actually did like it. Um, I wish they would have taken an offensive lineman. Uh, since Jack wants to cover the defense, I'll kick it over to him. While the offense is going to be painful, the defense did take some decent steps with this draft. Defensively, you look at the losses first, and it is the entire defensive front. You lost Bilal Nichols, Akeem Hicks, Eddie Goldman. You traded Khalil Mack for a second round and a sixth round pick. In the next level, Danny Trevathan, Christian Jones, Alec Ogletree are guys that made up the significant linebacker two snaps next to Roquan. And luckily in the secondary, the only starter that you lost was Tayshawn Gibson. Defensively, the only person they retained was DeAndre Houston Carson, who is actually like a special teams ace for them. So I, that really doesn't do much for the defense. And then their free agent pickups start with Justin Jones up front and Al Kadeen Muhammad from Indy. And in the second level, Nicholas Morrow, um, Matthew Adams, who came with Ibrafloss from Indianapolis, but he's another special teams guy, and Tavon Young, the nickelback from Baltimore. The only guy that stayed on this front was Robert Quinn, who had, I believe, 18 and a half sacks last year. But look at all the names that I listed off in the losses, Nichols, Hicks, Goldman, Mack. I can't imagine that Robert Quinn is going to carry this front by himself. And they took an edge player out of Miami, Ohio in the fifth round, Dominique Robinson, who Zach knows more about. So I'll give that to him. He's a converted, real quick, I'll just finish. He's a converted quarterback. He has not been playing the position long. It seems to be that the general consensus is it's a high upside pick. And much like when they took, cannot remember his name, they took an edge player last year in like the fifth round. And he was a lot of upside, but obviously fell. Robinson could become a meaningful pass rusher, but beyond that, yeah, you can continue on. He's not going to help Robert Quinn in right now. Yeah. So kind of building off that point is pass rush and everything else is just 
I mean, Nichols, Hicks, and Goldman were huge body guys that not only provided pass rush, but could stop the run really well. Mac, along with being a pass rusher, was really good at stopping the run when healthy. Uh, it's just hard to see where, you know, this defense up front is able to continue the success that they had. And Everfoss is obviously going to need a couple years to build this team back up, but I just wonder what he's going to do this year, because if he's calling the defense, it's really going to be, is he, was it him and Indy? Was it what he had? And the only thing I can say for this team is that they did build up the secondary pretty nicely. Jalen Johnson is one of the best young corners in the game. And Cooper Cup actually the other day in an interview said that he gave him the most problems this year. And I think that guy knows what he's talking about just a little bit. But in the second round of the draft, they had two early picks. They took Kyler Gordon out of Washington, who I was shocked fell to the second round. He is a super physical corner in the run game and is probably slightly above average in coverage. He comes from a Washington team that plays a lot of zone, although he definitely played better man than McDuffie. Don't know, you know where he stands in terms of upside and compared to McDuffie, but it was a really good pick at 39. And then they took Jaquan Brisker at 48. Brisker went probably right around where I would have had him. I did not think he was a first-round safety, but he's a nice box safety, good in coverage, could work on his tackling a little bit. But when you're working next to Eddie Jackson, I'm sure that'll come with time. And now you're looking at a secondary with Johnson, Gordon, Young, Brisker, and Jackson. And I think that's a huge improvement off of anything that they had last year. This team almost had Larry Ongajobi from Cincinnati. He failed the physical, and it's not to say that he still can't sign here, but as of right now, there's been no movement on it. You're just expecting a lot from Justin Jones and Muhammad from Indy, and I, I expect him to play a decent role considering Everfloss already knows who he is and what he's capable of, but those are some big shoes to fill for two guys that were pretty much role players with their past teams. Yeah. And the one thing about Iberflos coming from Indy is that while he was there and this may not be him, this could be the front office. This could be many factors. They found a lot of meaningful players on day three and later, you know, their starting safety, Kari Willis, Rakiasin, players like that, that provide meaningful play and, you hope that that was Everfluss and that he has a knack for, for finding talent later. And a seventh rounder like Elijah Hicks could end up being a meaningful contributor. That would be great. And I guess we'll find out. It'll probably take a couple seasons to see whether he's just that good at identifying defensive talent all throughout the board. We have them having a very rough season. We have them only winning one game, going one and 16, being the worst team in football. And Bears fans, this is just how it is. You guys don't have an alpha at receiver. Your depth is brutal on the offensive side, except for running back. Your defensive secondary starters are good. The depth is bad. The defensive line, while I think they replaced some of their losses on the defensive line, fine. It's not a good defensive line. Beyond Roquan, their linebackers are rough. And that's okay, though, because you didn't bring in Eberflus to turn the team around in one year. With that kind of record, you're in prime spot. I mean, I don't think they're taking a quarterback, even if Fields has a horrible year. But, you know, Will Anderson will be there, Jackson Smith and Jigba. They'll be in range of these guys that can provide massive, meaningful play 
Or if they are the worst team in football, they could get an immediate trade back in a draft where the quarterback should be better and they can add assets. We think obviously team morale will be better. And there's a chance that Everfluss has a kind of effect that wills them to a couple more wins than one. But just when you compare the Bears roster to most teams, especially the teams that they play, we don't see them beating the NFC North at any point. I mean, you know, if you think the Lions are the sec- or the next worst roster in the division, there is a big difference between the Lions and the Bears as far as talent goes. And there's a big difference between them and the Vikings and the Bears offense is going to get nothing going against the Packers defense. So they're going to go, in our opinion, 0-6. I don't remember who we had them beating, to be honest. I think it was maybe the Falcons. And we're going to preach patience. The Everfluss hire was great. Poles made a couple good moves, including the Mac trade, getting a second for him. I know people said that was an even trade, but for me, I was a little surprised that they got a second. And the draft was pretty good. Did they address some bigger needs? No. Could they have taken one of the second round receivers over the secondary pieces? Yeah, but they also took two good players with Gordon and Brisker, and then got Vila Jones, who was one of my favorite picks in the draft. So you just, you got to give it time. This is going to be a rough year. Jack, you want to add to this? Yeah. I mean, like Zach said, just look at the roster. This is not by any means an impressive looking team. I mean, when you're, when you lose a name like Allen Robinson, and we're going to watch him have a career resurgence, I think in LA with cup on the other side and, a legitimate quarterback and Matthew Stafford throwing him the football. I think Darnell Mooney and Justin are both going to be hurting this year because Bears fans, unfortunately, are going to see the truth. And I'm not saying Darnell Mooney is a bad player, but you're going to see how much having Robinson as a decoy for whatever Matt Nagy reason that was, is going to hurt them. The O-line, again, these are all dart throws. This is, I mean, James Daniels was a really strong starter. Peter's even at 40 years old or whatever he is was playing pretty good football. You didn't do anything to replace those guys except throw some darts. I mean, your first lineman taken was in the fifth round. And day three picks are obviously what the great GMs do well. And you hope that at least one of these one, these four linemen that they took hit. But it could be a rough year for Fields as he's probably going to start running for his life like Russell Wilson. And tight end Komet needs to take a step forward. David Montgomery, and I think the running backs will be okay. They'll probably lead the team. And defensively, it's a downgrade on the line. Robert Quinn, who knows? Like I said, it could be a major regression for him without having some some help up front with him. Roquan, again, probably going to do it by himself. Your only hope right now is that your secondary somehow keeps you afloat and hope that these young guys can step up. That's all we have for the Bears. Keep an eye out for the Vikings coming out tomorrow, and we look to see you back there.